Disclaimer, Third Eye Therapy is a podcast. I and my co-host are not licensed therapists. If you feel you need a licensed professional, please reach out to one immediately. Our speech, content, dialect, and open communication is not meant to dictate your life or offer advice, but rather encourage freedom as a state of mind. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Therapy Podcast. It's your girl and friend, Monica. I am the content creator, visionary leader, and host of Third Eye Therapy. This episode is one that is very special and dear to my heart. Today's episode is dedicated to a beautiful soul that left us behind, yet gone but never forgotten, and loving memory of my brother, Hideki Nakano. As you may know, today is March 14th of 2022. Seven years ago on this day, March 14th of 2015, at this time, between 3.30 and 3.45 p.m., I lost a brother, homie, and friend, Decky. We lost Decky in a motorcycle accident here in Houston, Texas. The news of his passing spread quick, shattering the hearts of many. So many people loved and admired Decky. He had such a fun and light energy about him. His voice was deep. His laughter was contagious. His smile was huge. And his presence was felt as soon as he entered the room. He'd enter the room with a goofy face and a peace sign with his two motor oil-infused fingernails just swinging. He and I shared a lot of the same heart, dreams, and our love for people, art, music, socializing, creating, and freedom. We also shared so many beautiful, fun, deep, and memorable moments together. These were truly some of the best times of my life. We jammed the drum and bass, heavy dub, and funky house beats while we were out running the streets, hitting the after hours and catching vibes at some of the grimiest little crevices of our city. I'm so truly grateful to him and have always been inspired by him. He and I were always very present with one another. Hideki always looked after me. Hideki was someone who knew how to make people feel seen and feel special. He taught me so many things. Hideki was a son, a brother, a father, and an amazing friend. He was always so lighthearted and humble and never really saw how special he truly was. Everyone else definitely saw and felt it. He left a lasting impact on so many hearts. Decky and I both shared the gift of connecting with people and this is why we loved kicking it so much because we related so deeply to one another on so many levels. This episode truly honors him and his memory for who he was at his best. The goal has always been to keep him alive through all the ways he touched the deepest parts of our souls. So I carry on his legacy by doing something we always dreamt of doing together. 
Decky was podcasting on live streams before podcasts were a thing. He had a live stream that he and another friend, Blake, would spin on called Cell B. I'd get that every Sunday text saying, Yo, sis, tune in with a time and a link. He was a jack of all trades. He was a DJ, an artist, an all-around intellectual, engineer, with a goofy, fun, loving spirit, and a creative mind. More than anything, he loved to meet new people and share his common interests of love of music, art, mechanics, working on cars, machines of all kinds, motorcycles, old school Honda Civic hatchbacks, Japanese wheels and culture, drawing and graffiti or street art. He had the most fun when he'd spin a set and share his love of music with somebody else. He would show mad love everywhere he was. He loved bringing people together. He loved that sense of community. He lived by honor, respect, family, friendship, and loyalty. Decky would take pics symboling an L shape with his fingers, which stood for one love. As I keep his legacy alive, I'd like to introduce some beautiful souls who I've connected with and shared some love with as we connected organically. The circle of love continues to grow. This episode is the baseline which sets the tone going forward of our memory of our brother and friend as we carry on the One Love Movement. Decky taught me to be inspired, stay inspired, and to continue to inspire others. We have so much in store for y'all on this special episode. I'm gonna be introducing a couple of amazing souls that have inspired me and share some sneak peeks of some upcoming video launches and teasers of upcoming episodes. So welcome to episode two of Third Eye Therapy. This one is called One Love. We celebrate your life, your legacy, your spirit, and your heart today. So I bow to you, brother, and say, Hideki-san, hi! Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. It's the life and what we're putting in, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we're not yeah. all perfect people, man. Ain't nobody with all this. Much love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's up? Love all of y'all. Kind of ghetto, but I try to respect, you know what I'm saying? Ain't never had a friend like me. It's like an outer body experience. Every human being is capable of being whatever they want. Keep your mind right. Uh, thank you for that intro, brother. I miss you. We miss you. This one's for you. Let's check it out. Thank you to all who have tuned in and who are still listening thus far and who have celebrated and honored the memory of my brother, Decky. So as I've stated earlier, we have a lot of inspiring episodes with people who I've met along the way. I met these people in some amazing ways 
These were pure organic connections. Lots of full circle moments. We'll be featuring each of them in their own full episodes, along with launching some videos on our YouTube channel. So first, I'd like to introduce Sativa. He's calling in from Sacramento, California to join us today on this special episode. Let's show some West Coast love. And yes, that's his real government name. Sativa has inspired me through a shared interest, love, and passion for urban cycling. I'd also like to introduce a local barber who has really inspired me through his own movement. Milk the Barber, a.k.a. The Fade Doctor. Both of these guys have some really deep and inspiring stories and lots of positive insight and inspiration to share. So let's get on this call with Sativa first. Hey, hey. Yo, 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 Sativa. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. West Coast in the house. Yes, yes. Yo, so my brother had deep ties to the West Coast, so I thought it was appropriate to have you a part of this special oh, yeah. episode and to introduce you to our community and welcome you to our circle of love. Thank you, thank you. I feel very uh, welcome and blessed to be part of this. And also I wanted to share because of the way you and I met and connecting, forming a beautiful friendship over Instagram. Hell yeah. Instagram you know, friends. I think, I, think, I think it's one of those things that, you know, people don't associate something like that with Instagram, you know, it's, it's not something that people would think that something, uh, friendships or, you know, uh, and a lot of people use Instagram for other things, you know, they, they'd be yeah, exactly. Yeah. The story behind Sativa and I, it all started with a photo of my super rad purple bike and a hashtag on the gram. So basically like what I, I, I do it still to this day. You know, I, uh, I searched Instagrams through hashtags and this one, uh, was under, uh, the fixed gear hashtag. You know, I go through, you know, I, I like people's photos. I comment, share the love, uh, you know, just kind of try to connect with the community and the culture. Um, and I don't know if there's something about your bike. I think it was like the, the color matching and just the way it was, you know, it stood <laughs> out to me. The so vibe. I, I, yeah, I commented on it and said something like, man, I wish my shit matched like this, you know, and, <laughs> uh, something that, you know, you could admire. Um, and then, you know, next thing you know, we follow each other and, you know, interact with another, one another and, it, you know, blossoms from there. Absolutely. You know, super organic. Super organic. That was like, yeah. that was like, and it was something that we were both passionate about. And For sure. when I was scoping your profile, I was like, Yo, this dude is like, he's like balls deep in the cycle. Yeah, one, one might say obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That just means you're you're so passionate about it. Yeah, highly, highly motivated on the bike for sure. Yes, and that, that was something that I noticed right off the bat that I was like super inspired by. And I was like, yo, this dude makes me want to get on my bike every single day. And it almost, you almost <laughs> challenged me to like get out there and like ride even further distances because I would see I you, that. I was seeing you like going on these rides and it's like everything that you were sharing. Um, and then also I noticed how you took the time to, you know, share like the little thing, flowers or plants or <laughs> animals and stuff like that. I was like, Oh man, 
this dude and I are on the same vibe. For sure. Yeah. You know, you got to stop and smell the roses from time to time, you know, for yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, you were super, uh, that's one of the reasons why you inspired me so much and you made, you make me want to be a, a better cyclist. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. so recently, what have you been up to? Share with uh, everybody a little bit of like what's been going on recently, like where you were, where you are now in the present moment and what's to come. So uh, I'm based in Sacramento, California. Um, I do, uh, I work in a, uh, a very odd field. Most people wouldn't maybe know uh, is a thing, but I, I work in uh, biohazard contamination remediation and waste removal. So we, we do everything from like crime scene cleanups. Uh, oh my gosh, order, really? Yeah. Hoarder cleanups, uh, you know. Hoarders you know, too? Yeah, you know, car versus pedestrian, car versus bike, uh, you know, all of that. And then everything down to, um, you know, uh, cleaning up uh, homeless camps and getting rid of their bio waste and uh, oh, wow. you know, sharps, uh, stuff that they typically don't get rid of and they just pile up. Um, that's kind of my day-to-day job is, you know, uh, working around the homeless community and kind of cleaning up their their communities. Um, so I'm definitely in, in touch with uh, Sacramento's, you know, people and, and my community. And, yeah. uh, you know, it makes me feel good. I clean my, clean my city up. Um, but also, uh, you know, I've been riding bikes uh, since I was a kid. You know, I started, started riding BMX when I was little. Um, found out about mountain biking, learned how to, get a downhill bike and started riding downhill found out about track bikes and started riding fixed yes I I I love those I found a love that's my special bike that's when I go on those like I'm feeling time some type of way cruises you know what I mean there's no other bike and, and this is in my opinion there's no other bike that is that you're so connected with you know it's and though for those who don't know um, you know, a fix your bike uh, ha- typically has no brakes or it's, it's, um, you got to back pedal to stop it. The old but, school yeah, bikes, you got to the, skid them. Yeah. The, the pedals and the tires, the, the cranks and the tires, they're all, they're all connected. There's, there's no stopping. If you're moving, everything's moving. So, uh, you're very connected to the bike. It's, it's a very personal thing with your bike and it, I fell in love immediately and I've, I've been doing it ever since. So, it's something I've been very passionate about, and it's uh, it's kind of been the driving force uh, for my fitness for many years now. Yes, um, yes, and similar so. to me, I can I can definitely relate because um, during the pandemic, the shutdown, I was like really doing a lot of like inner child healing, and mm-hmm. um, I remembered when I was younger that was kind of my escape, and so I'm like if I liked it as a kid, why wouldn't I love it now? And when I was a kid, I had a purple bike and I had a radio on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so lit. And I would just go and like love the wind in my hair. And I just, I felt so alive. If I had anything going on that just like bothered me in my, in my big world as a kid, you know, that was kind of my escape. And it completely saved my life as well. Um, during the shutdown, that's all I did. I just started writing and it was like, I kind of like freed myself. It kind of helped me, you know, I'd like meditate on my bike. I would go like, 
I'd go hard. I'd train every single day. Um, yeah, and then, it's, it's a great tool. Yes. It's a great tool. And it's like, you it's don't even know what you're training for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to have a, a, a goal, but being, being on the bike just, um, allows you to kind of work out anything that you might be going through. It might not even be on your mind at that point, but once you get on that bike, you start realizing, you know, you know, life is good. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and no, for sure. Having self, self-appreciation on the bike, uh, I mean, for me, it's it's hands down the the greatest tool I've had over the years dealing with most of my hardships, um, you know, physically, mentally, uh, within family, you know, loss of family. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's hands down been my greatest asset throughout the years, and uh, and will always always appreciate it and always have love for for all. All bikes. <laughs> yes, yes, no, for sure. Bikes saved our lives. We're all about that hashtag bike life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so so that goes to uh, my next question. So now my brother, um, you know, he, he passed uh, on March 14th of 2015 on a motorcycle. Like, he had such a connection, like always was connecting with people and it was something that he was so passionate about. You know, for me, it was like, this is now seven years, but you know, grief has no, no time, no time limit, you know? And so that's, that's where the bike really, you know, played out for me as well. So I can totally relate to you on, on loss. And this being the episode honoring my brother was like, I have to honor all of these organic connections that happened because this is exactly who he was and how he was. And so I was really, really thrilled to have you a part of it. And um, you being from from Cali and so inspired by your your drive and your passion for the bike, I was like, yeah, this dude this dude is, is going places. And Instagram was so, 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 so sorry to you. Um, and wiped out your, your page. You were starting to get so many like good followers and stuff. Your reels were awesome. Like I saw you constantly putting in that work every single day and it was so inspiring. And then now it has led you. You No, the one, the one thing that I, I will say though, is that my, my old account, it was, it's not like I had, you know, 20,000 followers or something, but all the people that were on there, it was organic. Everything, everyone who was on there was, was, uh, was active. It was, yes. It was it somebody was, you came uh, in contact with some kind of way somehow. Exactly. So yes. for me, the, the loss of the account was loss of relationships. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's the thing that hurt the most. I think Yeah. You know, how anyone can create a new Instagram, that's fine. And I, and I have done so, but the, the relationships and bonds you create with these people that like, like you and I, like people you've never met but people you vibe with and and understand and uh you know came in contact with through whatever uh venue that you you uh you shared with them uh it was it was organic and it was it was natural so it was um, unfortunate but you know some some i can get by you know i got a new account so it's all good (laughs) yeah 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 who and what inspires you sativa the people who inspire me uh are those who i surround myself with i try to 
I try to surround myself uh, with you know like-minded individuals, uh, people who are highly motivated in their sport, whether it be a bike, whether it be you know fucking tennis. Yeah. Know, it, 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 <laughs> people it, who are you, passionate about something. You have a passion for something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and it, it it doesn't matter what it is. You might not even have a sport. You might you might be an artist. You know, is it, yes. something that drives you and fuels your your daily drive and your your work ethic towards that said thing um, fuels me. I love surrounding myself with people who are highly motivated, and um, and that's the people I try to surround myself with. Um, my dad is a huge inspiration inspiration to me. You know, I've, he's probably one of my best friends. He's always showed me support, always showed me love. Mm. Um, that's wonderful. So, yeah, so I, I always try to you know do right by him, and yeah. uh, you know keep keep uh, keep everything in motion uh, towards something that you know I would be proud for myself. Looking in on what I was doing, you yeah. Know, uh, I lost my mom a couple of years ago uh, to cancer. Mm, uh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. It's you know it was uh, it was hands down the one of the hardest experiences of my life. Um, and I, I went through a lot of a lot of hardship in that, and it, and it took a couple of years to to uh, to understand that you know she would she would never allow me to to have this mindset of like oh you fucked up or you're you know what are you doing so so now uh, I try to kind of do everything uh, with her in mind and and with uh, you know greater cause you know as if she were looking in on what I'm doing now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Know, to, to make her proud, you know, because yes. the person who I was then was was a fucking piece of shit, and mm. I, I don't want to ever be that person again. So I'm I'm trying to elevate my life and my goals uh, to a point where she would have been been proud of what I was doing. So. And so I think she would be that. so proud because I see you every single day that you post putting in the work. And, yeah, I know she would. I know she would. And it's such an inspiration, which is why you have inspired me. And it led to this beautiful friendship. And I'm so happy to have you a part of this episode. And I can't wait to feature you on your own episode. And so we're yes, going to yes. do that. Um, so give us a... Right now, you have a little bit of a, a dilemma. I don't know. <laughs> do you call it a dilemma? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little injury. A little, little injury. injury. Uh, so it was in March, March 1st, um, I broke my leg, my right leg, uh, due to a BMX injury. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a new, uh, a new discipline of riding that I've been uh, taking up to kind of, you know, get into kind of like just diversify my riding as a whole. So I've been taking up BMX again. You know, and uh, just took a took a bad fall. It wasn't even a fall; it was just bad landing. You know, I, I, I landed weird on my feet and snapped my uh, my leg. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's you know a new hardship I'm going through, but it's uh, it's a time for self reflection. You know, I'm, yes. I'm I'm learning a lot about myself and kind of where I've been in the last year, uh, things that I probably could have done better. Um, and, and setting goals for myself when I'm when I'm back, um, and what I'm going to do when I'm when I'm healed, and and uh, and that's where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm not going to allow this to be uh, 
a downfall. It's going to, I'm, I'm allowed to be something that's going to bring me back stronger and it's going to be yes. something I've come back from injury. I'm going to be better than I was before. And that's absolutely. That's that. Yes, that is, that's so courageous and that's super inspiring. And um, I'm so, I'm inspired by the way that you turn that around this setback minor we'll call it that minor setback yeah for sure definitely a minor setback and you're going to come back stronger I know that you're going to come back stronger and you're going to hit it so much harder and you are going to raise the bar because I know that you are hungry I feel it (laughs) I feel I feel it and you're going to miss being on your butt you know this time that you're taking you know to heal it is good for you know for self-reflection it's almost like that that um, ground yourself kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I Absolutely. mean? And do a lot of introspection and see, you know, what is this teaching me in this moment? Um, Absolutely. You know, and it was just, if anything, it was like a good reminder that, you know, slow it down. You know? It's strange. You know, I've never spent this much time off of a, off of a bike or out of, out of work. Um, you know, I'm so bored. I, you know, I'm such a go, go, go type of person. I'm yeah. always, you know, I get off work, come home, do all my stuff at the house, you know, take the dog out mm-hmm. and then I keep out on the bike. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, so, <laughs> I can relate. So weird. Yeah, I can so relate. Weird not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sativa, thank you so much for taking part of, um, you know, this special episode. Um, we, we relate on a lot of different levels from so many things and I'm so appreciative. We'll have a full story and episode on you, and we'll catch uh, we'll catch back up with you, and uh, so that yeah. way you can have some time to heal up. And uh, we're sending prayers and healing energy your way, and we'll cir- circle back to you in a few. You know, catch some more insight as we share your story, your goals, your dreams, and plans of going forward. And um, you know. Much love to all of your all of your crews and your bike crews um, that I'm sure mm-hmm. are missing you so much out in Sacramento. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yes. Well, thank you for uh, being present and sharing your heart and energy with us, and we can't wait to feature your full ep- episode soon. So. Yeah. Thank um, you for me. I, I I feel uh, you know honored to to be part of uh, you know this this episode, uh, you know, honoring your brother, you know, it's, yes. And how appropriate this episode is called one love. And, and that's exactly what it is. You know, we're sharing so much love with, with, um, so many different beautiful souls and so many people who have inspired me and my brother being somebody who inspired me so much. It's like, it's, it's really nice that it comes full circle with every interaction that I've made, whether it was on the internet or out on these streets, or out on my bike, or wherever I'm at. (laughs) You know what I mean? I love it. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thanks so much for for, um, talking with us. Love, peace, blessings, and one love, and we'll catch back up to you in a couple of weeks, okay? Awesome. All right, dude, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Later. All right, y'all, let's show some love for the West Coast and Sativa. Yeah. Sacramento, California's very own. And let's give him another round of applause for his name being Sativa. (laughs) We hope you get well soon, bud. We're going to be circling back to Sativa because we're featuring him on his very own episode to get to know him a little bit more. And we're going to go a little bit deeper into why 
he is so inspiring and how he inspired me. Up next, I'd like to introduce a dude who has also truly inspired me. Our next full featured episode is on Milk the Barber, AKA the Fade Doctor. Now I met Milk the Barber at one of those full circle moments. As most of you guys already have been well acquainted with my brother Wardy. You hear me? So I took Wardy for a haircut for Christmas because it had been like a decade since he had a professional haircut. And this is where I ran into a, a good friend of mine who gave me a referral for this barber who was like, oh, he's he always gets me right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's okay, well, what's his name? He said, the fade doctor. I said, the fade doctor. Wardy said, oh, man, he finna do surgery. <laughs> so here we are with Milk. Mo money. Milk the fade doctor. Milk money. All the above. You know what I'm saying? You heard me. Man. Mo money right here. You already know. Let's hit that double money. Mm. (laughs) All right, Milk. So I was super inspired by you. And um, also just being in your little shop, you got a little vibe in there. You got a little energy. So tell me about who is Milk. Milk Money, the barber. The barber. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you uh, for saying that you was inspired by me. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I guess I try to inspire people just by living the right way. Uh, mm. Just trying to be a good energy. Yes. Trying to just be positive. Even yes. Though, even though I'm not perfect, even though I'm not a perfect person, I still strive to do uh do good in the world yes and, connect, and that's what you stand for and connect with good people but me milk uh the barber is just is somebody who's uh practicing his craft i wouldn't say that i'm perfect but i strive to do the best that i can Every, like i started off cutting hair at, at the age of 13 so mm. when uh when i first picked up the click clippers it was basically practicing on myself you know what i'm saying yeah so i started out fucking myself up uh, <laughs> then, then, then i graduated to like uh my my little cousins cutting them practicing it on them yeah then my brother my, my dad and all my dad friends then before you know it i was cutting everybody in the neighborhood i was doing five dollar cuts Ooh. you know what i'm saying uh, from 13 collecting that money <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah so started off doing five dollar cuts uh i never i never thought that uh being a barber would be my profession like my career yeah so uh like full circle yes 20 years later this is what i'm doing for a living and i'm just so blessed I, like, yes I, I wake up and i like i tell people all the time i get to do something that i have a passion for Mm. and that I love to do. You yes, you got to be passionate about what I you love, love. I love. I love uh, just to transform people, just to see the trans, put a smile. Like when I hand people that mirror and they got a smile on their face, mm. it's like I did my job. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. So uh, Milk, the, the, the Fade Doctor is just somebody who inspires to uh, transform people, uh, who inspires to be better at his craft all the time, learning. New, yeah. s- new skills, just trying to be better. That, that's all. 
I can relate to you on that level as well because I also, um, I also work with clients. So me as an esthetician, I've been in the game now almost um, in August. It'll be 17 years, which is so crazy. Yeah, I'm a veteran. But, you know, I, I started off by doing the everyday, you know, facials and stuff like that. And when you're doing a facial, somebody's asleep usually. You're relaxing them. And that's cool and all because you're giving them that one-on-one -on -one energy, you know, that transfer. However, I was like, you know what? I was already thinking money. money I gotta double up you know so I started waxing and I'm like you know I can do so many people and and so many and so many in an hour you know what I'm saying that can double up for that hour-long facial but more than that I got to see and connect with so many more people on a regular basis and that's really where my heart is is I love to connect with people in a way also like you do so it really kind of, um, you know, when I walked into your spot, I was like, hmm, I understand his vibe. You know, I understand. I already knew what it was, you know, when I when I met you. And it was also one of those full circle moments because I was blessing Wardy right, right. with a haircut. Right. And when I came in and I felt your energy and I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a cool dude. Cool dude. It was a cool dude. So then, like, you know, you hooked up, Wardy. We just got to talking. And how I was so inspired by you was because you told me that you like to give back to your your clients. And I also, you know, do that as well. I think we as uh, in, the, in the cosmetology circle, you know, whether it's a barber, um, yeah, facialist, yeah. or you know, esthetician waxer like me, we have those close one-on-ones yeah. with people and they just are in a vulnerable state, right? right so they just right, start right. spitting. They start telling their whole lives. We're the yeah. real therapist yeah, out we, here. Yeah, therapy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime after work, you need therapy. Yes. You, know what I'm you need somebody to talk to like, man. Yes. Because some people unload a lot of stuff on you. So it's like, okay, you, you help them with their problems, but... Now yes. you gotta figure out how to deal with yours. But you find inspiration in each person mm. that you meet, right? There's something that sparks a little, some that like, man, you know, you want just like we transform them, mm -hmm. you know, me taking out their hair, you clipping their hair, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We we give them a little transformation, a little touch of our craft, right? right, right. However, we also give them that insight. You know, sometimes when when they, you feel somebody who comes sits in your chair who's real heavy energy, who's yeah. who's down and out complaining right, about right, stuff, right, 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 right. I always use those times, you know, for me personally to try and flip their perspective and and, and give them a a, um, a brighter side of things and um, yeah, different yeah. ways of thinking. Yeah, for me, uh, I just appreciate that people trust me. Yes. To uh, give me some of their personal information, like to tell me some of the stuff that they're dealing with. It's like, okay. But I, I did learn that, uh, you know, with, with, with us being in this field on like a one-on-one -on -one basis, normally these people don't have nobody else to talk to. Yeah. And then when they sit in our chair, they're comfortable with us and they unload, it's because they know that we can't really go spread yeah. and tell other people because they don't really know us. They, the, yeah. We don't know the people that they know. So they're like, okay, I might get some good advice and I can just unload it. I can release because mm. it's important to release. Yes. All the negative energy that you might have in you, 
release it and yeah. uh, get some good insight. And, that, and that, that's what that's what they do. And I give them the best advice that I can. You yeah. Know what I mean? that's, that's yeah. What it is. That's real word. I was so inspired by you because you had told me that you um, you were working on something and I told you how beautiful it was. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about briefly because we're not going to spoil it all. We're not going to spoil it all right now. We've got more coming. we got a whole episode on Milk the Barber coming next. It'll be our next full episode. Um, but go ahead and tell, tell them what you told me. Oh, yeah. Uh, every, every Monday I started a men's mental health program where we basically uh, minister and we uh, deal with men who might be going through uh, mental issues. Myself dealing with mental, like dealing with everyday life. We just get around and we talk and we help each other. Mm. We build, we, we build relationships, we build yes. brotherhood, and we release. It's important. Like that's the most important thing in the world. If you're carrying like a, a burden, something heavy on you, is to release it. Because if you hold it, it has all the power over you. Yeah. But once, once you release it, there's no more power. Mm, you, know what I mean? you take back that power. Yeah, you take back the power. Yes. You take the power back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what we. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? We allow men to come and be vulnerable. Yes, and that's so that's so inspiring, Milk. Mm-hmm. And I really love. I really, really, really that touched my heart when you told me that because it was that full circle moment for me. You know, Wardy was going through some things. Mm-hmm. He, he made um, some life adjustments, some life changes that were a little bit drastic in that moment. And um, I just wanted to give back to him. Right, and so right. I poured that love into him, and then I met you. So that's something that was so beautiful that mm-hmm. I got out of it. And um, Milk, by the way, I was so inspired by his movement um, that he had invited me to be the first female to come chop it up with him. The first. The first. You heard me? And the only. That double money action. You know what I mean? Because it's money on top of money. But we you got know, more money and milk money. You feel me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited and I'm so honored and I'm so thrilled to be a part of it. And um, thank you so much, Milk, for stopping by the little studio to give us some insight and give us some love. Just, you know, energy is currency, and that's what you're throwing out. You're spreading that love. Keep doing your thing. Stay up. Because it's therapy, and and, and you opening your third eye. Yeah. Third eye. Therapy. (laughs) You heard me. So one love. One love. One love. So today being such a significant day and you being a part of it, Milk, I'm so, so blessed to have you here on uh, 314. And go ahead, give me a little insight about 314 for you. What does 314 mean for you? 314 means a lot to me because it's my area code is where I'm from. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, it's a big thing in in St. Louis. Every every year we celebrate 314 day, Just, just appreciating where we come from. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's yes. important. It's, it's significant. Yes, it is significant. 314. 314. 314. Shout out. Hey, yeah, full yeah. circle moment. Yeah, St. Yeah. Louis, we send in love. We out. We out. All right, y'all. Y'all show some love for Milk the Barber. Yes. Milk money.
as we mentioned today was such a significant day. I am so blessed and happy to have these beautiful souls a part of today's episode because that is exactly what my brother Decky was all about, was connecting with people. And um, this was such a significant moment. I'm so happy that for Milk it was also significant, 314 day. So I'm going to just carry that on and transmute that. Back it's a 314 day to celebrate Decky and his life. And all of these full circle moments that happen is just such a blessing. So I'm so happy for these guys being a part of it. Um, our next episode, we're going to be featuring, as I said earlier, we're going to have Milk as his own featured episode. And this episode that we're going to be dropping next is going to be called Be the Change You Wish to See, because that's exactly what Milk is doing. And we're going to take a deeper look into him and his story we're going to chop it up with him. Then after that, we'll have the YouTube video that's going to lead us there. So y'all most definitely want to stay tuned in and be looking out for that video. That will be our first Third Eye Therapy YouTube video. So let's show some mad love for Milk the Barber while he celebrates 314 Day with us. But above all else... On 314, today we celebrate one love. And last but not least, I'd like to introduce a good friend of mine. His name is Luis. From the moment I met Luis, I knew he was a cool cat. He had a dog just like mine. <laughs> Another one of those organic connections. When I was just checking my mailbox... And I wish I could say I was minding my own business, but when I saw his dog, listen, that's my business. <laughs> so Luis and I, you know, we like to talk. So he was right away my kind of people. And we just chopped it up and we exchanged information and stories about each other. And we related on a lot of levels. And I was like, this cat is hungry for something. And so I was, of course, inspired by him by um, his journey and as he shared a little bit more and I got to know him I learned a lot of deeper things um, about Luis and I am so supportive of him and everything that he wants to achieve because Luis is hungry for success and he's an intellectual on all things he educates himself he stays ever learning and that was something that was so inspiring as well Luis had just shared with me what he had been through and what he was overcoming. And it was something that really touched my heart and it was something that I could relate to on a certain level. I was inspired by his strength, his courage, and his bravery. So of course I wanted to include Luis on this One Love episode because that's exactly what it was, One Love. So let's chop it up with Luis. What's up Luis? Hey, how's it going, Monica? It's nice <laughs> to see you today. Yeah, you too, dude. You know what I love so much about you is that you're always willing to share knowledge. Well, I mean, you think about it, knowledge is, is there to expand. You know, you're, you're there Ooh. to expand your knowledge. You're there to really teach other people what you've learned to keep other yes. people from making those same mistakes. You know, you can't really learn just from yourself. You need to learn from other people yes. as well. Right. And as y'all know, guys, this is exactly why I brought Luis on. You already catch his vibe just from the first couple yeah, seconds of hearing his voice. <laughs> All positive vibes here. Most definitely. All the time. Give everybody listening a little inside scoop of 
this intellectual success hungry and driven man named Luis. Who are you, Luis? Right. So, you know, obviously, as you heard, my name is Luis Gonzalez. Uh, I reside, I reside from, uh, I come from Memphis, Tennessee, which Ooh, as you may have shout heard. Shout out. Shout out Memphis, most definitely. Uh, not really the best place to stay. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're in there and you're stuck, you know, try to find your way out as best as possible. If really? You can, yeah. Yeah, most Memphis definitely. Memphis is home of Graceland. Yeah, Elvis Presley, you know. Yeah, um, he set the tone. Yeah, he definitely did. And there's a lot of uh, rich culture in there. Um, it's 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 so lovely, the, the, the music culture, scene. the music, the culture, the, the just the genres, you know, a lot of famous people have come from there and they've they've grown. Um, they've grown in there. They've learned a lot being in Memphis and seeing what um, seeing what goes down in that area. It's uh, it's really special. It's really something to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what brought you here? Well, honestly, um, you know, I've, I've grown up in Memphis, Tennessee all my life. I actually, I went down to Mexico when I was one years old and I didn't really stay there long enough to, you know, get to know my family on that, on that side of the, uh, on that side of the world. But, uh, at the end of the day, I, you know, I was in Memphis for 18 years, 18 years of my life. That was, that was a lot. And, you know, I didn't really plan on leaving there. Everything was really unexpected, you know, um, But obviously things happen. Um, My brother passed away. He happened to have passed um, about a year and a half ago. And my condolences, um, I tell you every time. Thank you. Thank you. Grief is something that's so hard and there's not not a time limit. And here I am seven years later, you know, um, celebrating the life of my brother. So that's something that I deeply related to you on and which is another reason why I want to have you on this episode. But um, so, yes, I'm so sorry about that. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, you know, my brother, he he obviously, we obviously grew up together. We were in the same household. Before my parents split, it was, uh, we were always fighting, though I loved him to death. He was always with me, always next to me. He always wanted to be around my friends. He felt like uh, he deserved to be around people that were older than he actually was. And, so uh, he was ex- younger than you, much yes, younger than you? Four years younger than me, four and... Years, yeah. uh, probably half a foot taller than me, believe it or not. He so. was taller than you. He was six foot two. Oh so my gosh. 15 years old, six foot two. That's, yeah. That's, so he would beat you up? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's just say we had our scuffles here and there. And uh, at some point when he outgrew me, I stopped fighting that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's just leave it at that. But uh, no, he was definitely a big fella. He was a he was a noble heart. He loved everybody, each and every person that walked into his life. He always extended his arms out to everybody, trying to help them. And, uh, mm. you know, he obviously tried to help himself, but his priority was always his family, whether it was his friends or his blood. He always yeah. prioritized people over him. Mm. And, you know, that was, that's really special about him. I'd like to yeah. say that he learned that from me, but I learned that from my father. So yeah. I, we could say that we both learned that from my father. Yeah, right? that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And what was his name? His name is Jonathan Gonzalez. Jonathan. Um, Jonathan Josue Gonzalez, yes. Mm. He was born on June 7, 2005. And, um, yeah, he was, he was huge. He was, he was a big impact on my life. You know, I, growing up, I really didn't want him around me because I felt like he was too young to understand my mentality and my mindset. Mm. But, you know, being 12 years old, you really don't have much of a mentality, if that makes sense. I'm still, I was still learning. I was still growing and I was still trying to figure out who I was in this life and what I was going to do. Um, but well, he, 
he always wanted to stick by me no matter what. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of difficult to see that at a young age, knowing as uh, kids are stubborn, yeah. you know, kids fight a lot and they do this and do that. But yeah. end of day, you grow up and you realize what that really was. And you learn to love that. You learn to appreciate and embrace all that. Yeah. What was something that he left you with? Um, the impact and, and the change in your life um, of missing somebody so significant in your life. I mean, I know what it feels like. Oh, definitely. Um, how has have you grown around the grief? Because that's really all we can do is grow around right. it. I mean, it never goes away. That's that's something that's... Uh, you have to learn to live with, honestly. Yes, yes. And how have you um, taken that? Because I see your courage and your strength. And to be able to leave your home state that you've known your whole entire life of Memphis... Tennessee to come to Texas. I mean, I know Memphis and I'm halfway across the country, <laughs> halfway across the country. I mean, I honestly, you know, growing up in the place where we did, we really didn't have much, you know, um, yeah. my parents lived in a trailer. We all lived in a trailer for the first, uh, I lived in a trailer for the first 12 years of my life. Mm. I've never seen a house, never went into a house, uh, never lived in a home, uh, rather than a trailer. Um, and, uh, well, we didn't know much. We only knew what was around us, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, unfortunately, you know, that, that plays a big impact on, on your life as, as you're really enclosed with the limitations of your environment. Yeah. It really, really changes the way, it really limits the way that you, you think in Absolutely. terms of success. Um, Absolutely. But, well, you know, he, he was a really kind person. He, he always looked for everyone else's best interest. He looked in, he really, he loved to help other people. Yeah. That was his main thing. That was his main goal. And he would always tell me, you know, one day we're going to make it out of here. One day you and I, we're going to live together. We're going to have a job somewhere. We're going to say, screw all this uh, bull crap. And, you know, we're going to live our lives and no one's going to be able to say otherwise. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that, that whole goal really drove him to work hard at a very young age to get the hell out of Memphis, yeah. right? Because as you see, there's a whole bunch of killings on highways. There's a whole bunch of shootings in um, in grocery stores and malls. In Memphis. In Memphis. I've never, I've, I see, we don't hear about a lot of these things. Right, you know? right. And, and you realize that when it's so common, it's hard for all of this, you know, Fox News and News Channel 3 or News Channel 5 to, to, to show everybody what's going on. You know, you see it on the news one time and you leave it at that. You're like, well, that happened, you know, because the week before something similar happened already. So you're yeah. already used to what you're seeing. Yeah, you kind of yeah, just yeah, learn yeah. to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, he really inspired me to grow and, and try to get the hell out of Memphis at some point. And um, you did. I did. Yeah. Thanks to him. Actually, it was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being where I am right now. I couldn't imagine having the job that I have, living the life that I live, and being with the person that I am right now without him. You know, yes. he, he always inspired me to chase my dream, whatever I want. He specifically told me this, and I quote, and he quotes, you know, um, live your life. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You know, fuck everyone else's negative thoughts. Pursue your dreams. Do what you want. Yes. Live the career that makes you happy regardless of what anybody else tells you and so that really stuck with me even before he passed you know because as a as a person growing up in memphis you know you got to realize i'm hispanic i'm hispanic yeah. so you know the vast majority of uh, 
people residing in Memphis just tend to be non-Hispanic. Yeah. Right? So I really felt excluded from most of the groups that I was in and growing up in high school and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, grow, growing, you know, going into high school and middle school and whatnot. It was uh, very difficult for me to kind of fit in with other people. So my best way of fitting in was really hanging out with my brother and being with him as much as possible. And yeah. that's where I got all of that inspiration just from him simply being him looking up to me and understanding that I was there for him no matter what. And yeah. so he always tried to repeat that same concept towards everyone else that he met. Yeah. He always tried to exercise that mentality towards everyone that he met. And that was, mm. that was what was so special about him. Yes. Right? He always saw the positive impact that you can make just being a good person, no matter where you're from, no matter what you're doing, as long as you have the right mentality and the, the, the heart to really yes. be genuine and have those morals yes. to keep you straight in that path that you want to go. You know, he he knew that. He knew and that I it would see, generate success. And you say that, and I see that drive and that hunger in you. I see it when I look at you now in your eyes. I see, I see the hunger and the drive and that you have, um, you know, transmuted this hurt of loss and you continue to carry that on, not just for you, but and it's got to be so much harder as an older brother. Yeah. Yeah, trust me. You know, me. You knowing would... that your little brother who looked up to you is is not there but he's but now he's he's a part of me. He's a part of you. He's a part of me and and you know, I'm a strong believer that you know, we are all one person. We are all one entity. This world is all one. We all are We're connected, all connected in some shape way or form, correct? And so I felt like when my brother passed that he really entered my body in some shape way or form metaphorically speaking he he ended up giving me all of his best features and i ended up embracing that mm. i felt him in everything that i did that's and beautiful. i saw him in everything that i that i saw and observed you know that's beautiful soon after he passed you know my mind was really boggled it was it was really enclosed i couldn't think i couldn't really speak i couldn't eat well you know how that goes of course but i wouldn't get too much into that i I basically started uh, finding, tr trying to look for remedies as I couldn't even go to uh, get psychiatric help or, or any of that. Yeah. So I started really paying attention more to nature, starting really embracing nature and yeah. um, appreciating everything around me for what it is and, yes. and, and what, it, what it's for. And in everything that I did, I, you know, I saw him and I would hear his voice and you know, I'd, I'd hear his advice, his, his voice in my head telling me like, you're doing great, you're doing amazing, keep it going, I'm proud of you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, that's, that's so, really something. Yeah, that's really something. That's so beautiful. We send so much love to to your lost. You know, Thank you. we we send so much love. I feel like I know him through me, through you. Yeah, and I it's, definitely. It's beautiful. Yeah, we definitely share the same personality, and we did since I was a young kid. Yeah, um, I was definitely one of his main role models, as you know, my father was always working. Yeah, and you know how that goes, yeah. fathers. Fathers, even mothers sometimes, single mothers, single fathers, they have to they have to work a lot. Now, my yeah. parents weren't separated back then, but it, it happened to have been, you know, as immigrants, it's really difficult to make a living starting from ground zero, Yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I can, being, imagine, I can imagine, imagine that for sure. Yeah, so, you know, when my father was working from 6 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night, there was no father figure that was really there to 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 help him out in, in such cases now so. no, knowing that your father you know was providing do do you fault him for that well, in some ways you or? know as you know as a kid you really do 
honestly, uh, or I did at least. Because being present is the most important as a, as a child. Yes, right, because, you know, you only know what's around your home. If, if you're a small child, you really don't, um, you really don't have any other uh, father figure or parental yeah. figure other than your parents, right? Yeah. And so when they're out there and they're working hard, you don't really see that side of them. You only see their absence. And it's mm. very difficult to grasp that concept that they're actually out there trying to make a living for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I actually eventually ended up uh, understanding that. And I, I grew to accept it because yeah. he's a very hardworking man, very hardworking. He works every day now. He still doesn't stop working. You know, he's he's invested in a lot of his business um, over, you know, I, I don't even want to say the number, but he he's grown from zero. He was actually a concrete worker and now he's an independent contractor. Oh, and wow. so you obviously see all of that hard work pays off. And yeah. thanks to his hard work that he's he's done over the last 21 years being here in the United States, it it really goes to show that his progress his progress has been tremendous, you know. Yes. I at the end of the day now at 21 years old, I praise him for everything that he does. Yeah. You know, no matter if he's, you know, working for someone else or if he's working for himself or if he's passing the jobs on to other people. You know, there are some days he will take a job and he won't receive one dollar from that job. But he he simply takes that job so his workers could keep eating. Oh, right? man. That's, and so you that's see, inspiring. You yeah. see that mentality there. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I see that that driving force of success and stuff. I definitely see that in you. And um, thank you so much, Luis, for chopping it up today. I can't wait to feature you in your own episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. No yeah, problem. And so I, I definitely look forward to it. You know, I really enjoy talking to you here. And it's, it's really... It's always, really, it's always good vibes. It's a really peaceful environment indeed. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Luis. We'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you. That was my homie, Luis. Let's give him a big round of applause. I can't wait to feature Luis on his own full episode to go a little bit deeper and share more insight and one-on-one heart-to-hearts, bringing light to a matter that is really, really important to him. And if it's important to him, it's most definitely important to me. So as we celebrate Deki today on the day of his departure, 314, We celebrate the movement and the legacy that he left behind and the inspiration that he really put on the hearts of many through the One Love Movement. And it's still carrying on to this day. So what better way to honor him by inviting some of our friends who were truly and deeply inspired by Hideki. So of course we have to add their voices in the mix. Yellow. What up, Blake? What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, we could do this for hours. <laughs> yes, we could. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> DJ Blake in the house. Yes, that would be me. Yes, which you have some always have some killer house tracks. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. So, I mean, as you know, this episode is one that's super, super special. Um, This episode is dedicated to our boy, our brother. Yes, my brother from another mother. Hi, Jackie, who I dearly miss daily. This episode is about 
one it's called one love so nice. this embodies the one love movement and you know decky was always symboling out his one love yes he was one love is what it was about it still is yes still is yes. to this day so where were you when you heard the news i was in houston looking for him um because he had uh disappeared um i was at home and then went out and actually was looking for him um but uh i was in my car when i received a text that said um the bad news yeah I mean, what do you do when you get that message, right? I mean, I was in my car when I got the phone call. You know what I mean? I, I was like in disbelief. Yeah, I, could, uh, I couldn't believe it. Um, I had talked to him earlier that day. We were supposed to link up, and that was the reason why I went looking for him. It's so hard to always go back to seven years ago on this day where we were. But what we do know, the time in between... Um, how we have coped and how we have dealt with this great loss and what this loss meant to you um, because we all have we all interpret grief in different ways and yes. so um, you know losing a brother like that I mean you guys were always on cell B he I would yeah, always get that. B, that was us that, yes cell B I would get that every Sunday he would hit me yeah. with he would hit me with the link and the time he'd be like yo sis tune in and yes cell B oh god we were we were streaming before streaming was cool I know <laughs> but yeah the that was me and him cell B man I can't believe you brought that up but uh the memories um yes every sunday we got together and threw down yes um, y'all collabed y'all yeah. were a yes, powerful collab duo we were uh he inspired me in different ways different types of music that i wasn't used to playing but really got into um uh it was a joy meeting him like i can remember the day we met it was at a pool my pool at my apartment's where he did not stay and just was there randomly. And uh, I invited him up for a drink. It's so funny and, that uh, you say that real quick. Hold that yeah. because let me tell you, I have heard so many people have told me that they have met Hideki <laughs> at a random apartment by a pool. So, yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> and it was just random because he went there with uh, his friend Gabe. And yep, I know. Neither one of them lived there. It was the apartment across from Gabe or Gabe's house. Of course, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I when I when I brought him up to my apartment to grab some drinks, and like he walked in and was like, "What?" And saw the turntables, and like, from then on, it was just like we were connected. Like, Instant. Linked. Yes instantly and uh it didn't stop until the day he did unfortunately yes yes, yes. so how, how many years was it uh, i want to say not not enough <laughs> yeah uh, definitely not enough. not enough um i want to say around five years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't long enough <laughs> that's for sure what did you learn from him um, he played a different type of music that i really was influenced by um, I learned to <laughs> take a chill every once in a while. 
Um, and uh, I learned a lot about cars as well, which now I'm super into. Yes. Um, he had that effect he, on people. He did. I mean, just all around, he was a great guy. I, I dearly miss him every day, although I get to remember him every single day because he named my son. So every time I say Braxton's name, uh, I think of him because he's the one who named him. Oh, that's beautiful. And Braxton is such a precious boy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. My little man. He's becoming a little man now. Yeah. You know, like for me, um, Hideki's death has really transpired everything that I'm doing now. You know, yeah. it has led me to, I mean, he was podcasting way before podcasts were even a thing. I mean, he always had exactly. his, he always had, he was like a pioneer. Um, yes, he was. Way before. At point, man, his energy was immaculate. Uh, there was not really a dull moment with him. Nope. Um, all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When you, when you met him, you, you knew that he was there, his energy, you felt his presence. I mean, you yeah. couldn't help but just turn your head and look at this dude who comes in. Exactly. You know, making exactly. some kind of making some kind of noise or and walking in or being like, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Such an energy and such a vibe that he brought. Yes, and um very much so. Man. Um, he also taught me, you know, uh, music within Houston. Because I basically had retired <laughs> from uh, DJing, became a, a bedroom DJ again for a while. But he's the one who actually kicked me back into, you know, the parties and actually going out and actually, you know, uh, gave me a kick in the butt to actually go back out and uh, play music in front of people. So Yes, that's beautiful. And I think he... I know that he always, uh, anytime that he had the time to be on streaming or, or, or on uh, on some kind of platform, he'd always give that shout out to Blake. I am, man, and I would do the same to him. Man. And you yes. are. And you, here yeah. you are seven years later. Always, always. Always. And for life, for life. Man. Yes. That's what we always used to say, for life. Yes. So, one love for life. One love for life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. One love. For life, one love for Decky. His death brought together so many people. And yes. although we all have, you know, ventured yeah. on our own ways, um, yes. we all collectively remember on this day um, the same kind of hurt and same kind of pain. And we're all connected in that way. So this is why I wanted to have you a part of this episode, something so, so special um, yes, it and, is very much so, and I appreciate the uh, opportunity to do so. Man, um, Blake, I send you so much love. We one I'm love. It right back to you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, one last thing, Blake. If you could tell our brother something today, what would you tell him? I wish you could have been here for some of the success that you had uh, influenced me to go after. Um, because I would have brought you along the whole entire way. So I miss you, brother, um, until we meet again. One love. One love. Thank for you sure. so much, Blake, for life. Word. Yes, for life. Nothing but love, girly. Yes. All right, well, let's link up soon, and thank you so much for, um, for the call.
Yeah, not a problem. Uh, my pleasure, and thank you again for having me. Now tell these people where they can find you. Yeah, DJ Blake Mathis, uh, Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page, DJ Blake Mathis. Um, check it out. Hit me up. What kind of you music? Know. Let them know the kind of music. All house music, every day, every night. Um, although I can play everything, house music is what I produce. Still, that's another thing that Decky actually did. Uh, he influenced me to start making music again. So mm. I've been doing it since. That's right. Yes. Anyways, uh, nothing but love, y'all. Um, no one love to Decky. Mm. Always. Always. All right, later, Thanks. dude. Later. Decky was such an awesome person. He was a great friend. He was a brother. And in the brief time we knew each other, it felt like we knew each other forever. Um, mm. I was introduced to Decky through my brother, through my big brother, who was like his best friend for the longest time. You know, and and they lived together. Yeah, they lived together for a yeah. long time too. So when I first met him, you know, of course, anytime you first meet somebody, you know, you people will tell you, oh yeah, this dude's cool. Oh yeah, this dude, this and that. But when I first met him, you know, I didn't know what to expect, of course. And so when I did meet him finally, it was exactly everything that my brother said he was. You know, he was awesome. He was funny. He was cool. It was really a pleasure to be around this guy like yeah. if you any he was always good energy right he was good energy anytime you're around somebody you know you may worry what you say or maybe tiptoe around your jokes or it wasn't yeah. anything like that it was just such a a vibe like whenever we were on we we're on the same wavelength all yes. always yeah. you know so my first interaction with him was awesome and in the time i knew him it was always great you know before uh he passed he he wanted to help me um, to learn how to do what he does, and it was um, machine. Yeah, CNC machine work, right? Mm. And so he was telling me how to get into it and stuff, and he was also telling me, oh, you know, come over and I'll show you how to work on motorcycles and all this stuff because I was learning how to work on cars. So yeah. it was just you know he was such a uh, a welcoming person and yeah. such a uh, he wanted to you know he was on your team. You know, if you yeah. were good vibes and you had uh, something you were trying to get into, he was all about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that about Decky. He always made somebody feel seen and special, and he was always willing to um, share his knowledge on something. Like, if it was something that you were into or y'all had a common interest, um, he was always willing to chop it up and Yeah, help. just like my big brother, he treated me like a little brother too yeah, you know he just yeah. like adopted me into his brother too you know yeah. and i did the same for him that's exactly how mm -hmm. he was one thing that i remember was um getting the news of his passing of course i that's something that i will never ever 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 forget um and i happened to be with you ren mm -hmm. um two days before um you and brandon invited me um, to uh, Through the Roots concert, which is this awesome little reggae mm -hmm. island group. And they were playing at Warehouse Live. I always enjoyed Warehouse Live um, because of the venue had brought back so many memories for me. And the memories were all with Decky mm -hmm. because we'd celebrate Gritzy's there. And um, he one time had an opportunity to spin um 
and he told me he was like hey sis you know gather up as many people they're gonna let me spin i get i get a gig and he was like you know if i have a lot of people there they're gonna let me spin a little bit more you know that's how you mm-hmm. how you build up and so he was like i get a room to myself so i remember we went he had like a small small room first and then i had brought so many people got tickets you know like he handed me some tickets to give to people and um you know he was kind of worried that he wasn't gonna have a big crew Mm -hmm. and you already know i pull up with a whole like a whole hummer full of people (laughs) (laughs) truckload and that's how i pulled up just like that so i come in with a hummer full of people and he was like so surprised and so like happy in this little bitty room of him spinning like oh my gosh there's actually a photo on our thumbnail of him of that night wearing the stripe the gray striped uh, mm-hmm. with his little glasses he was like on it he was so happy oh. then they put him into since he had such a good you know turnout turnout they put him into another room mm-hmm. and that was the room where it was like he we were it was a night to celebrate because he a had a big room too yeah it was a big room and he was able to spin and there was a lot more people and this was another whole nother event so that was like one of the very most like memorable moments of going to warehouse live mm-hmm. so when you invited me to warehouse live i'm like i always have fun at warehouse live i walk in and it happened to be the same room where Deggy had like the the big the bigger room mm-hmm. and um he was so heavy on my heart and this was two days before he passed when i walked in that was a, he was the first person i thought of because i was like man that was such a good night you mm-hmm. know and I was so happy and thankful that you guys had invited me to that concert. I had a great time. And then um, I it was heavy on my heart to text him, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was really, really, really heavy on my heart because I told myself to text him, mm-hmm. but I got caught up in the excitement. the excitement, and I forgot to text him. And then it was two days later it was too late and so that's something that really 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 has like kind of haunted me a lot and when there's events at warehouse live i hesitate no to go yeah you know what i mean you don't want that feeling yes because then it starts to hurt yeah i mean it's all the things i mean grief grief has no no time frame i would say not to think about it in that way because you know Decky, and he wouldn't have wanted you to think about exactly. anything like that. Exactly. You know, you were having fun. He would have wanted you to be having fun. And at the same time, whenever you go someplace, he would want you to hold that memory of him having fun at that place. You know, not in a negative way. Exactly. You know? so I would definitely go about it. Go about that differently. You know. Exactly. Don't think about it like it's a bad thing. That you, you know, e- even in the sense that you felt like calling him and you didn't. That's a different. You know, that's like a. It's a mind thing where yes. where you were thinking of him and you already know he appreciates you for that you know you were always there for him you know like it's a different vibe that came with being Decky's friend where it was always something different when it came to him something yeah. exciting you know it was always yeah. a, a good time so I like to think about it like that all those good times and all those good memories you didn't have anything bad with Decky so don't think about it anything uh, bad when it comes to him. Yeah, no, his, no, 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 and presence. and that is something that like um, it's a lot easier easier said than done. Um, 
however you know i've learned to um cope in different ways and this is one of them like he and i had always talked about doing this together we would even record little pieces together like he would have me record before his dj things he'd have me say hideki-san hi <laughs> you know he would That's have cute. me do little pieces or sing little parts before his uh dj intros and stuff that he would play around with and um they were just some some of the most memorable moments um, of my life with him if i would have known that it was such short time i would have overstayed my welcome many many times um, to kick it with him because it was just it was always bliss it was always fun it was adrenaline it was always a ride and he was always down to ride corinne you never got to you, really socialize we we met in passing and you met through phone calls with me phone, and him mm -hmm. yeah yeah but just like hearing him like and seeing him through your eyes like i would have like totally been cool with yeah. him yeah like, yeah 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 and then also like just seeing him have the love in his eyes for his kids because that's where i saw him as well like yeah that's deep you know like parent to parent can see that stuff yeah oh he loved yeah, yeah he he absolutely loved 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 his girls that mm -hmm. that that light him up i absolutely know that he would be so so um even more so in love than he was mm -hmm. than he already was in the short time that he was there mm -hmm. or here mm -hmm. and knowing decky through your eyes and like celebrating his life throughout the years and seeing everyone who came around for him and seeing meeting them and getting to know them and just being like cool like everyone was cool in their own aspects but then all of them talking about the coolest dude and him not being there I felt like I missed out a little on meeting him just based off everyone's perspective of him like was it like could could you feel his his presence? yeah like I just feel like he at any moment he's gonna walk through that door being the darkiest funniest guy just causing like a spotlight <laughs> on him like oh I want to see it too like where is he oh. yes that, oh. that's exactly what he was Hideki you were a great friend and you were a wonderful father you are sorely missed and we'll see you on the other side brother peace thank you five times I'm having memories of Deki. I know that one thing that he taught me, it was the kind of family he was raising, how yes. to be a parent to your step kids, but not a step parent, but a parent, treating them all equally. I would say thank you, you know, for teaching me how to bring families together. I love you. I miss you. Like you say, one love. One love, Becky. We miss you, Dad. One love. Thank you all for tuning in to our second Third Eye Therapy episode, A Beautiful Tribute. We'll catch you on the next one. One love.